I would feel bad no matter what, because like, I'm just, I just like to try and do my best at everything. Right. So I think that if I wasn't trying my best at being a business owner, I'd feel guilty. And if I wasn't trying my best at, you know, being a mom or, or a wife, I'd just feel guilty. And I know I can't be my best at all of it. Get ready to tune into stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. Hey, podcasters, if you're like me, you love hosting your show, but get discouraged by the time it takes to produce and market the final product. Turn to Podcast Media Machine, the number one solution for podcast design, production, content creation, and management. Visit podcastmediamachine.com. That's podcastmediamachine.com. Now back to our show. Hey, everybody. I have a woman with us today, which is really exciting for me. This is going to be interesting and fun. This will be the second female guest on our show. And so um, it's going to be fun. Stick in there. This is Allison Short. Allison is a uh, 38-year-old Christian mom, wife, conservative gym owner who loves faith, family, and fitness and has a slight obsession with her dogs. Uh, I think she's a lot more than that as well. So we're going to kind of dig in. She's got some um, a very awesome insight into being a wife, a strong woman, and uh, independent business owner, all of the things. Welcome to the show, Allison. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So for the listeners, if you hear a little like barbell type signs because there's barbells in the background it's like second nature to me having owned a business or a gym specifically it's like oh yeah there's dropping weights and everything so uh how many people you got there are you in between classes or yeah it's just getting we just got done with the noon class so i think there's only like two or three people left they're trickling out right now uh owning a gym that was always a thing there was always tricklers huh yep (laughs) it's like it's like never ending um people want to hang out so how long have you owned the gym and, and uh, tell us a little bit about that? I've owned it since officially March of 2015. Um, I kind of took it over in January of 2015. So it's going to be 2023. So that's almost eight years. Eight wow. Years. Yeah. So you're definitely not like a newbie to this. A lot of gyms don't survive past a couple of years. Um, eight years is pretty significant. Um, do you own it? Do you own and run it and operate it yourself or do you have a partner? Or Tommy, it's all on you. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. So I was introduced to you by, um, our, our what we, mutual friend, Jill. And, uh, she said, I have to talk to Allison. And I'm, so I'm like, of course I'm going to talk to Allison. I'm going to find out more about her. Your bio is quite interesting. You know, you really kind of put right front and center, um, a few things that I do as well. You're a Christian. Uh, you said that you're a mom and a wife. I obviously don't say I'm a wife, but the other way around. And, um, you know, uh, conservative, which I think, you know, we might kind of dive into that a little bit. So I love the fact that we can have these conversations and not worry about what people think, because if they have a problem with it, that's their problem. <laughs> so um, we're going to just be, we're going to kind of let things go off the hook today and do whatever, talk whatever we want to talk about. But um, first, tell me about being a wife and, 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 a mother because those were at the top of your list. So give us a little background on your family. Um, I probably put that cause I felt like I had to say that. <laughs> that's what I want to be the best at is like wife, mom, and then business owner. But I think it's probably, I try and take the CrossFit approach. I try and be as 
just good at it all, but not really excel in one thing. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm not the greatest wife because sometimes I feel like the business comes first or my, mm. I, I always tell my husband, well, the kids can't take, take care of themselves. And so I, I think subconsciously I always tell my husband or think that my husband, because he's an adult that he can, he doesn't need me, but, um, uh, my husband and I have been married for 2009, um, almost 14 years, I think. Mm -hmm. Gosh, it'll be almost 14 in uh, March. And um, I've been a mom much longer. Uh, I got knocked up when I was 18 years old. So I have a 19-year-old son, and then I have a 12-year-old son. Um, my 19-year-old just moved out, so that's weird. <laughs> oh, wow. So... Well, I, I want to stop a little bit because there's like four things we could talk about right now. Okay. One, you know, that, that role between a business owner and a spouse and a mother and everything else. This is a conversation us guys have all the time. And I think sometimes we're a little blind to the fact that those roles aren't gender specific. Um, so do you, and, and we'll just, I'll just ask straight up. Do you have, do you, do you feel guilt around that? order does it does it bother you that you you don't feel like you're doing maybe as good at one thing as you would like to be or that you are perceived that you should be gosh i think i think i would feel bad no matter what because like i'm just i just like to try and do my best at everything right so i think that if i wasn't trying my best at being a business owner i'd feel guilty and if i wasn't trying my best at you know being a mom or or a wife i'd just feel guilty. And I know I can't be my best at all of it. Like I, I know that. Um, yeah. So I think there's guilt in each of them, depending on the season or depending on the day, I guess it just moment to moment. How do, how do you like, I want to sit in this a little bit because I've been down this road many times. I think we tend to, as we ebb and flow with business and our personal needs and our family needs, our kids needs, our husband, you know, in your case, your husband's needs. Um, there's always a little bit of guilt. Like we're, we're always falling short. Is that, is that something you come to grips with? Is it something you personally battle or it's just kind of like the CrossFit thing? Like I'm going to be good at everything, but there's obviously always going to be better. I can be. Yeah. I don't know. I've kind of raised to just do my best. And if, you know, if you, if you do your best, then you can't really be ashamed of that. Um, and you can be proud of it. Now, if I wasn't, if there was more I could be doing and I wasn't doing then, but I, I think I do all I can, or I, you know, mm -hmm. I, I do try my hardest and I always know that there's room for improvement. So I'm constantly trying to improve, whether that's as an, a business owner, as a wife and as a mom. And I think, like you said, the seasons thing, like for example, um, yesterday was my evening coach's last day. She took a full-time position out of here. So guess who's coaching for a while? Woohoo, me. Um, you know, it's, it's good because I get, I feel a little financial relief. Um, right. and coaching's easy. Like coaching's way easier than being a mom and a wife. Um, so I, I'm going to probably take a backseat to that for a few months until we figure something out. And, and I'm okay with it right now. Cause I know it's only short term. Um, mm -hmm. there'll be some benefits in the process. So, yeah, I think that's a really good approach is this, uh, these seasons, you know, we get into the season of what we call like grinding, like you're just really having to build and push through and do things because you know that at the other end, that's going to shift 
And then we're going to have a new season where there's ebb and flow. Now you talked about, you know, like your husband is an adult. He could take care of himself. And Hey, look, I work with men. I am a man. I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> and I know it's not true. Um, but, but I think that when I'm not actually consciously thinking about it, that's where my, where I go. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about the balance of being a driven woman. I mean, because I think there's a lot of um, misconception, at least I, I would think there is societally that a driven woman typically is going to be more, not a conservative, um, going to be kind of ground in the traditional roles. Um, have you always kind of been a driver and take care of yourself type of person? And um, how, how have you handled that through the years? Uh, probably like, I think I probably have been, I, you know, when I was younger, I kind of want like, and even like in college, like I wanted to like have a family and be a stay at home mom. And I remember saying that to my now husband, or we were having some sort of conversation about like future. And my mm -hmm. husband said, oh, I would never marry a stay at home wife. And I was like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I truly think that where I'm at in, in my job has just been a gift given from God. Like, I think that I am here and I am doing what I'm doing for, for this purpose mm -hmm. to help people through their lives and, you know, through fitness, but it's, right. as you know, it's more than just fitness. So you and your husband, how does he do, how does he do with your busyness? Is there, is there stuff there that causes friction or, you know, you guys have been married for a minute, <laughs> so I'm sure it's an ongoing thing, but let's talk about that journey a little bit, because I think there's a lot of men who have, they're still struggling a little bit with their wife's work balance or life balance. I think some men wish their women, their wives would work. I think some men wish their wives would stay home. So how has that been in your home? Well, sometimes I think my husband thinks I'm a stay-at-home mom because, <laughs> like, my workday, my eight hours is done at 1 p.m. because right. I start early. Um, and But then sometimes I guess it is later because I'm in the gym in the evenings too sometimes. Um, as of late, up until now, I've been really trying to step back and just get out of here at 1 or get out of here at 2 and be done for the day. You know, mm -hmm. put my eight or nine hours in and then go home so I can make dinner and, you know, do all the house chores. Um, but that's where I think sometimes I think that he thinks I am a stay-at-home mom <laughs> because laundry's always done, food's always made, groceries are always taken care of. Like, I organize, like, I'm a, like, I'm OCD, so I do, like, all our bills. I do all our finances and, you know, and I, I take care of all the organizing of all the schedules and stuff like that. So I think I kind of... I sometimes feel like I'm a little bit of both um, and because I have the business and I have some of that flexibility, I am able to do that uh, over the years. I know like, yeah, it hasn't always been easy. I think that we're like, I think he's very proud of me and I think he's very supportive of me. Like even with this evening, he, we we're talking this morning and he just said, are you going to be okay doing this? And like, do you know me? Like I can work. Like I'm, I'm really good at working. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm not so good at sleeping <clears throat> and that's more what I'm worried about in this whole transition, working the evenings, being here till 7:30 at night and then having to be here at like 4:30 in the morning 
or 4.40, 4.45 before everybody gets in um, for the 5 a.m. class. So that's where, where I think I'm worried. But then he's like, well, I could coach, you know, an evening class. And um, so I think as of right now, I think he's going to coach like the Wednesday evenings, not so I can go to sleep, but because my youngest just started confirmation. Um, so I go to church with him every Wednesday so he can do his little confirmation notes off the sermon. So I was like, well, if you can take Wednesdays, then I could still keep doing this with Cass. Mm -hmm. So for now, he's going to do Wednesdays and, you know, I guess take it from there. So does your husband, he has a full-time career? Yeah. yeah he yeah. works for the school district. Um, he's oh. like a technology coach. Okay. Um, so he, he teaches, he helps the kids out and he goes to different classrooms and he goes to all the schools in the district, um, helps the teachers integrate technology into their classroom. He used to be yeah. a teacher. He's a yeah. teacher. Okay. So does he struggle with you being a business owner? Um, I'm sure he does sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he sees when I get stressed out, he doesn't like that. Um, like I had a lawsuit against me uh, or against the business. Um, my parents' dog was here and bit um one of my employee's daughters in the face and a lawsuit. And actually, I don't even know if I can be talking about it because I don't even know if it's cleared yet. Well, let's, um, let's <laughs> cut that up. No, that's fine. Yeah. M moving on to the stressful part of that. <laughs> and, uh, so there, it's been just really stressful, like trying to get insurance and insurance going up and like having to change a bunch of the rules in here that I didn't want to have to change. And, um, and, you know, hurting with that, like just hurting feelings and stuff like that. Uh, and yeah. then clearly, you know, with my, my other coach, um, she just got a full-time position, which I'm really excited for. Like she needs it. You know, she was just part-time here and she wanted a raise. And so I just kind of crunched the numbers and I'm like, we can't give you a raise. And so that's why she got a job. So I don't blame her for that, but, no. um, there's a lot of stress in that because she's one of my best friends. So to tell her like, sorry, no, can't give you a raise. Like that was hard. Um, and so that's been a lot over this last, like, since spring. And so my husband and I have like, let's just move to Florida. Let's just sell the gym. Let's like, why are we doing this? Like, I don't make right. enough money. Like my husband could get a job anywhere. And like, I don't, I don't do this to, to make money. So I think a lot of people, those conversations in the last six months. Yeah. I think a lot of people misunderstand what it is to be a small business owner. They think you, you know, you get to make your own hours. Well, in the CrossFit world, yeah. Yeah, sure. Starting at 5 a.m. or whatever. Um, and then, you know, they don't, there's just so many crosses to bear. Like you are at risk for a lawsuit at any moment. You are at risk for losing employees and having to do all the work yourself or for bad months and not being able to pay people, therefore having to lay them off or let them go. And um, I, it's just, it's such a difficult world. And sometimes with spouses who, aren't entrepreneurial or don't have that drive, it is very difficult to kind of sit and live inside of that reality. Um, moving to a different topic real quick, you, you mentioned, and I know this is kind of a, a, a big part of your story is you mentioned that you were pregnant. I think you had your first at 18. Is that correct? 18. I, way to tell us 19 to have him though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. And so that was not with your current husband. Correct. Okay. So how was it? I, I want to talk to the, I want to, I want to speak to the single parents out there and I, I'd love to hear what that's like raising someone on your own. 
um, and then integrating with another individual. And now you've integrated another child that I believe you share with your husband now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I hear so many stories of single motherhood and how it's so hard and, you know, oh my gosh, at a sacrifice and wow, you know, wow, wow. Yeah. I don't know if that's heartless of me, but I think that I'm just the very much type of person like, okay, well, this happened. We got to figure out how to fix it and then just do it. Like, and I always, I always, I guess, try to say like, there's always people out there that have it way worse than me. Like, I mean, you could, you can look on the news, you can look online, anything like, I think that, um, I mean, it was, wasn't, it was a shock. It was very hard. I was homeschooled. So I always told my parents or told people about my parents, like growing up, my mom would go to the grocery store and to church. Those are the two places she went. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, my parents own their own business. So she worked from home. Um, and then she homeschooled me and like my mom is, is, was the religious mom, you know, the one that wouldn't let me drink, wouldn't let me party, had strict rules, um, was all about abstinence. So yeah, when I got pregnant, that was, that was, that was tough, uh, tough to tell her, um, you know, kind of like embarrassing around my family and my aunts and who all like one of my aunts is a pastor and, you know, they, they, they grew up, my mom has four sisters and they grew up singing in the choir at church and just my mom's side of the family is just pretty religious. So, um, but you know, like when I, I just, I'll never forget when I told my mom, she was just like, well, you better figure it out. Mm. And, um, and I did. And I had like my sisters, right. When they found, I have two sisters that are older, eight and 10 years older than me. When they found out they drew, I was, it was in college. Um, it was my freshman year of college and they drove, one drove, you know, from one direction, one drove from the other and met me and like, you know, Oh, we'll help you out. Like, we'll get you through this. And they were great. And, you know, and my parents, after I think they accepted it, they were great too. Like I, I decided I was going to keep them and I decided that I was going to raise them. And I think that now he's, he holds a special place in their heart and they, they helped so much. Like everybody's like, Oh, you raised such a good kid. And I really can't take credit for it. Um, I just, he, he had a really great support system with my family around him yeah. to make it. That's him amazing. So. That's amazing. And so you want me to, <laughs> with Luke, uh, my husband, uh, yeah. I mean, Luke was great. It, he, he met Gabe when um, Gabe was like a little bit before four years old, um, like three and a half ish. And I mean, Luke being a, a elementary school teacher, he just vibed with him right away and right. he loves him like a kid. I think it's hard for Luke because Luke loves him so much, but he's not his real dad. So I think, you know, Luke gets a little like, you know, gets the feels sometimes like just wishes he had wishes Gabe was his, you know? Yeah. 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 That's gotta be, that's gotta be difficult as a father. Like you love him. Like he's your DNA. I mean, and, it, and but isn't. Um, yeah. So I want to kind of circle back around to this homeschooled thing. This is real interesting. I hung around with a bunch of um, like really in high school and middle school, I hung around with a lot of kids that went to a really strict private Christian school and um, they were, they were, they followed the rules, you know, on the most part, they're good kids. And I tell you, when they went to college, it was off the hook. <laughs> I mean, there were multiple pregnancies, multiple, like complete downhill, like these spirals. And 
looking back, I'm like, man, a lot of them really had to go experience life the hard way um, before they kind of, and some of them never got out of it. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally like one's a stripper and one was, you know, it's just, it, it just goes on and on. I'm like, what, what happened? And do you think that your, your homeschool and that religion, that isolation, if you will, played a role in, you know, you going off to college and getting pregnant and all of these things, decisions that you made and how you responded in those freedom, in that freedom? No, um, honestly, no. I like when I went to college, um, I mean, I, I barely drank in high school. I didn't want to, you know, I was more the athlete. Like I wanted to yeah. play sports in college and, you know, like I didn't really care about school so much. Um, but I guess when I went to college, I was always the DD. Like, I was the one with the fake ID that got into the bar so I could go dance because I really loved to dance, but then (laughs) that I didn't like to drink so I could drive everybody home. Right. Uh, So, I mean, and even in high school a little bit, like I didn't do too many crazy things, but a lot of my friends did and I wasn't perfect in high school, but I would say compared to a lot of my friends, I was really good. Um, But yeah, I don't, I mean, I was all about abstinence too, but I'm also the type of person that's like, when I like go in, it's like a hundred percent, you know, right. so like if I'm in a relationship, I'm in a relationship and I'm gotcha. you got my all right. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe, maybe just the pressures or like, Oh, what, what's the big deal? Everybody does it. Like not a big deal. Like, you know, where it is a big deal. Um, yeah. so I, I, got, I mean, I got pregnant, so sure. I went I, well, crazy, but yeah, I see, I just see this and maybe you're going to disagree with me, but like, I see that when you just, all you preach is abstinence, there's a major gap in like what that, what, what a sexual relationship is really supposed to be. And, and instead of like talking about it and talking about the consequences and the whys, we just say, you know, purity, you got to be part of this purity movement, or you got to be, you just have to, you just can't have sex. And I think a lot of parents are like going, is that a healthy way to talk about it? Is that a, is that, is that going to lead to success? Cause I've heard so many stories where, uh, it really just led to a misunderstanding of what sex was. And then as soon as you get like a, a, a little bit of a tinge of, like, I want to try my own thing. That's the first place you go because it was so driven in you that no sex, no sex, so no sex. Either that or that when you do get married and you waited, it's it sucks because you thought it's been wrong your whole life. I'm curious yeah. what your thought is about that. I don't know. Like, honestly, I never, my parents and I did not talk about any of that stuff. So, right. Um, but my best friend's mom, who was like my second mom was like the total opposite of my mom. So I kind of did have the best of both worlds. You know, I had my strict mom and then I had my, my fun mom that we I was friends with. Um, so actually I told her before I told my mom and she was like, you cannot tell your mother that you told me first. <laughs> <laughs> and she still makes fun of me about it to this day. Um, mm-hmm. She's like, does your mom know? I'm like, nah, I'm like, I don't talk to my mom about that stuff. I still don't. <laughs> um, so, I mean, like, maybe you could totally be right. Like the whole, like, you know, I, I had friends, we in Chippewa, there's like a running joke. That's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, 
like we had the we were on the Jay Leno show because we had the highest teen pregnancy rate in the na- nation in like the oh night. wow fifteen thousand people in this whole town. We had the high, and but we have like we claim we have the purest water in the world because we have these springs, these chip, the Chippewa Springs, and um, so yeah, I'm just another statistic here, teen pregnancy. <laughs> um, so maybe it was just in the water because you know. Sometimes, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, and maybe I'm over analyzing, but I just, I just have seen patterns of the, the abstinence, like the lack of talking about it. So how are you, how did you, you have a 19 year old now? How did you raise, did you talk about sex with your 19 year old son? Have you, have you had those conversations? Yeah. Luke, I think does a better job at talking mm. him up. like, I'm more like my mom where I think Gabe is like scared to talk to me about things. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to be. Um, I think he's just more scared of like disappointing me or making me mad, probably disappointing me. Um, but he talks to Luke about all that stuff. So, wow. Well, uh, there there's roles that yeah. parents really should play. Um, he's more... the big guy. I'm the bad guy. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I'm, my wife and I have had that too. Like she's super, she's super rigid. She's super concrete, very sequential. And I'm like, you know, well, you know, like kind of like, well, it's not such a solid line of he either did it or he didn't. It's there's more to it than that. How do you guys navigate that? Because I know that that's a big thing for a lot of families. And I think a lot of people assume that the guys usually that the, the hard ass. And I, I haven't found that to be a 50, 50, even a 50, 50 correlation from everybody I've talked to. Um, well, I mean, we always just say it. That's like, I'm very black and white and Luke is very gray. Mm-hmm. And though we drive each other very nuts sometimes, we always say, I think it, it works. It works well for us. And it, we balance each other out, out both like in the parent role, but like also in the relationship. Uh, so, I mean, it has, you know, marriage isn't easy. It hasn't been easy, but it's just like the whole pregnancy thing. Everybody's like, oh, it's so hard. Well, you just do it. You figure it out. You know? Because- yeah. I think you wrote something on your, on your bio, you said that women are hard. And so I'm kind of, kind of gathering this, this mindset of yours. of like, it just do it. Just, yeah. so let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, is that some, what's that? Things don't have to be complicated. Well, how do you, how do you handle that with your clientele? Do you, do you work with women and men on that? It's being hard and what, what the advantage of that is? <laughs> One, I have one client to this day. Well, I, when I worked at the Y, she was one of my clients. And to this day, like I'm on her phone as hard Al. That's my name is her. <laughs> um, so I think, but it's like in a, it's in a loving way. <laughs> I think people like most people before they know me, they're super intimidated by me. They think I'm a huge bitch. They think I'm very crabby. Like all the high schoolers that we work with, like are so intimidated by me, which I don't get. Cause I feel like I'm I don't know. I don't feel like yeah. I always have an RBF, but apparently I do. Um, and then once they all get to know me, they're like, oh my gosh, she's so nice. I never knew how nice she was. Right. Uh, so it works. I mean, I think once they get to know me, if they're here long enough, they know that I'm here for them and, and, and I don't judge and like I accept and I just want to help people out. So yeah. I definitely think I have a hard exterior and my best friend says that I'm cold and dead inside, but (laughs) your best friend says that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So what, what would you say then? I mean, you and your husband are, are kind of 
opposites. And I think that makes an amazing marriage, quite honestly, because you fill each other's gaps. Like where one is off, one is going to be strong. Um, what's the hardest part of marriage for you? I mean, it's kind of fun to listen to it from a women's perspective. Oh, like, gosh. What are the things that he know, does that drive you crazy? Out. What's that? that? I said that's the hardest part for me is putting out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time and I'm so tired because I work too much. Uh, you've heard it, I'm sure. <laughs> I think I actually think that's a really um, real comment. I mean, yeah, no, this is something guys deal with all the time. Women all day long. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. something that I want to be good at and I want to, like, help with. And it's just, it's hard. So that's the hardest part of my marriage. Um, hands down. Wow. I, that, I love that candor. So let me take you down. <laughs> this is kind of an awkward conversation. Let me take you down this road a little bit. I would love for men to learn from a woman, like, yeah, putting out, I've heard this. It, it's hard. It's work. It's yeah. consistent. Um, men are, men have needs and it's, it's very consistent among many men. Yeah. What, what does he do when you find it's not work? <laughs> this is getting a little weird. When you find it's not work, what is, what is, is it that he's done that makes it feel like it's not work for you? Like, I think it's if more you like can, there's time. Like, I don't feel like I'm rushed all the time. Bye. Love you. Um, like it's just having time. And it, I think with kids in the business and the dogs in the house and our schedules, it's just, there's not, so then it's not like for me, it's like, okay, well, let's get this done. Come on. Tap, yeah. Tap, tap, tap. Cause it's like, want to, want to make you happy. <laughs> I want sleep. <laughs> and so I keep saying like, I know life will slow down. Like I, we're just in the busiest time of our life right now, like with kids and, you know, even with Gabe going to college, like it's slowed down a little bit, but now with the business has picked up a little bit and I know, you know, 10, 15 years into the business, I'm hoping that I can step back a little. Um, mm -hmm. I love what I do and I'm a workaholic. So that's going to, you know, it's going to, I feel like I'll work forever, but I think at some point in time I will cut back a little bit more and you know in eight years not eight years six years you know our second son is going to be gone and that goes so fast so yeah like, it does me, i want to focus on on that and visiting my son in florida like i want to step back a little bit from work so i can do that um and i'm like we have our whole lives together <laughs> like you have so much time to get sick of me uh again <laughs> putting him on the back burner because i just i just know we're just going to be together forever so um I know that, you know, at some point I'm going to have to be with him all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you, that is a really real thing you just said is time. Like, it's like, Hey, this is going to take eat up time in my day. And although it only may be five minutes, that's five minutes that I could, you know, be doing stuff. <laughs> just kidding. Well, let's, Let's be honest. There's well, there's emotional and physical energy exerted from that as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I love your I love your candor. It's it's it is actually really refreshing. I think guys need to hear it. Like, oh, it's not just my wife. And when I did my event this summer, we talked. Us guys talked about a lot of things, and what we all realized, most of us, was that the public perception of wives and women is typically pretty far off. Like we're like, uh, we talked about love languages and 
almost all the guys' love language was touch. And uh, I can't remember the other thing. Yeah. And it was the opposite for the women. We're like, wait a minute. I thought women like touch and words of affirmation. We like acts of service. (laughs) 100%. And so then, then for guys, it's like, you should absolutely be dialed into that because like, if you think of the math here, Allison works acts of service. If your husband came home and took care of a ton of stuff, like just cleared your, like, oh my gosh, the laundry's done, the the things are clean, the kids are taken care of, and you have an extra 15 minutes, he's met those needs in that, with those acts of service. (laughs) And that's the, that's the magic place. And that's kind of what I was getting at. And you, you, you said it so well. Um, And so is your husband words of affirmation and. Yes. And, <laughs> and I am so, like my friend says, cold and dead inside. I am not a touchy feely person. I am not a words of affirmation. I'm, I'm working on it. Like, like you heard yeah. me every time somebody leaves the gym, we say, I love you. So, and that's been a new thing in the last year, but that's like our thing. Anytime Try one it. of my members leaves, love you. Yeah. Um, and, and I have a few other of my members that they give me a hug every single day before they leave. Uh, and so I'm, I'm getting better. Working You're out. meeting their needs for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 I think I need to start a club. I think I might've already started a club. Cause like I said, at the event, I think at least half the guys were like, I thought my wife was the only one who didn't like, you know, getting her butt padded or whatever. And I'm like, uh, dude, no, <laughs> you're in a club of guys here that are all like, how come my wife doesn't get horny when I like grab her ass? <laughs> it's like, because they don't, it's not normal. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. I'm, it's just more confirmation for guys like me. My wife is very driven and exactly the same, almost like identical to like you, you know? And it's, it's, I think we have to talk about these things because we need to know that we're not alone. Oh yeah. We're not alone. No, it's yeah. I talk to women <laughs> all day long and Sorry, I don't know what it is. We just don't like to do it. <laughs> we want to. I want to. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, I'm not. I won't go into my personal life, but I think, <laughs> uh, I, I think there is a really happy medium there. I think I really, actually, I know there is. My wife and I work a lot with uh, married couples, and um, it just, it's a lot of work. Yep, it's a lot of work on both sides. Um. So now I know what the most difficult thing about marriage is. And I would have never guessed that to be your answer. I would have, I, do you think that most women, if they were being candid and open like that, like you are, would say the same thing if they were being really true? Oh gosh. I don't know. Um, no, no. Um, okay. in looking at my friends, no, that are in relationships or in marriages. Um, you know, there's, it's, it's across the board, Mm. but I do, or maybe not their number one thing. Right. But I do think (laughs) it is hard for, for us. It's it's hard. (laughs) Well, maybe someday you're going to be begging your husband to put it. I I hope so. (laughs) I really want that. They say the hormones change. Well, I think that's, that's another thing. And that's another thing that I think is incredibly important. I talk to men about, you know, making sure 
you're getting your labs and understanding your hormones. But my wife and I talk about this a lot too. Like a lot of women don't understand what their hormones are doing. And you lift heavy weights. You are active. You probably eat healthy, which is a huge asset to hormonal balance. You'd but think, but they're, yeah, they're going to change. There's, there's no way around it. And I think that knowing about those men and women is incredibly important. Yeah. Incredibly important. So no, I've had my hormones tested. I don't have any, I'm like premenopausal. Yeah. I, like no testosterone, no progesterone. And yeah. then like, yeah, my estrogen's high, but it's very low for somebody my age. And, but I think knowing that is incredibly powerful and having that conversation with your spouse yeah. also is, have you had that conversation? Sex drive is just, mm-hmm. it's very yeah. hormonal related. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So here we are having talks that I never thought I'd have on the brotherhood of fatherhood, but it, I, you know, any perception you have is, is insight into somebody, some son husband is going, Oh my gosh, I get it now. I, I see a different picture because I think we're so hard headed. We think, Oh, women, you know, we have this image of what it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, Allison, I thank you so much for coming on. I, it's been, it's been fun. Um, you know, I've had guys come on and talk about sex drive, but I've never had a woman come on and talk about it. So that's a very, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. And I appreciate your candor. And um, I know that business is hard and I know that business and family is really hard. Um, been doing it for 15 years myself and you for just as long. So um, maybe that move to Florida isn't as far away as you think. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say before we close out? No. Do you have anything else? All right. Ask me. <laughs> nope. Thank you so much for coming on. I really yeah. appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hey guys. Yeah. Hey guys. If you uh, if you you should drop in. I know they do a lot of uh, a lot of drop ins at CrossFit Chippewa. Did I say that right? Yeah, you said it like a like an outside. Like a. It's just Chippewa. Like chip. Chippewa. Okay. Chippewa. CrossFit Chippewa. <laughs> Us natives say it. All right. Uh, but you're, if you're in that area, you absolutely should check it out. And um, I've heard all, we, like I said, we have a mutual friend. So I've heard all the great things about the gym. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Do the podcast friendly things. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from The Brotherhood of Fatherhood.